listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey everybody, welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John, and this is Tiny. Hello. Descendant of the Great Con. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. <laughs> We just had a wild conversation of Tiny raising an army and taking over the world right before we went on air. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not an unusual conversation for us to have. No, yeah, I mean, that's it's really just usually right off the air. <laughs> it's not usually on a mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah, Tiny may be taking over the world. How was your week, oh, great con? <laughs> uh, at first, I thought it was a good week, but then some things weren't so good, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, good. I've We're recording late, by the way. A little late. That's on me. We had to go to a family reunion on Sunday. And then I had a Labor Day cookout on Monday. Yeah, that's right. I saw you. I was jealous while I was mowing my grass. <laughs> and I was like, man, I bet they're having fun. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> like, it's like Tiny had the whole day off. Now he's having a grilling out, cooking, fun time. And having a deep, deep conversation about whatever the Daily Wire's up to now. <laughs> <laughs> about the transgenders taking over. <laughs> I labored all, I worked all day, and then I came home and worked in the yard. And mm. I came inside, and I was like, Deidre's been off all day. She's going to have dinner ready. And she's like, I ate a bowl of cereal for dinner. It's every man for himself. <laughs> like, all right. Thanks, babe. Appreciate that. What kind of cereal? She she eats some kind of weird special K. It's got some fruit in it it's or something. always special K. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story about special K. I'm going to try okay. to make this, this brief. All right. But Eli... I don't know how we got on this subject, but I was just having a conversation with him, and I was like, look, at some point, you're probably going to keep some secrets, but you need to keep any secrets in your life that you're keeping from like your woman to a minimum, yeah, because they almost always find out. They'll bite you, yeah. Usually. Sure. Every now and again, you can pull the wool over her eyes, but she's probably going to find out. Right. Case in point. Uh, when me and Tara were newlyweds, we neither one of us had been to the grocery store, and we were kind of running out of stuff. I was fixing to go to work, and there was nothing in that nothing I could find that I wanted to eat in the house that day. And she had some special K cereal, and she never eats cereal mm-hmm. because if she drinks a lot of milk, it just kind of you know messes with her stomach. Sure. And I was like, she never eats this cereal. There's nothing else in the house. Right. I'm gonna eat this cereal. There's only enough for one bowl. But if I eat this bowl and I put the empty box back and then tomorrow before work, I go and buy another box and put it there. She'll never know the difference. None the wiser. She called me at work that night. (laughs) This was the one day in months that she came home and decided. I need a bowl of cereal. She wanted a bowl of cereal. I mean, she was going over to her parents that night. She was going to eat. They were going to feed her. But she wanted to eat a bowl of cereal of all days. Right. This is the day that she wanted one. And she called me at work saying, you ate all my special case cereal. For real? Mm. Why did you put the empty box there? I was like, well, 
It was to fool you <laughs> so I wouldn't get a phone call at work. You right. complaining about me eating it. That didn't work. Yeah. I'm at work right now, Tara. <laughs> she said, she said, uh, I can't believe you ate my cereal. I said, you know, I, I made fun of your cereal, but it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, Sadita eats it because it's healthy, I guess. Maybe she so perceives it to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, is cereal where we really want to be focusing our health consciousness? <laughs> yeah. I was like, enjoy your cereal. You know, eat some Lucky Charms. Those are great. And yeah, she eats that and plain Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Which all, might as well be plain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm not a fan of the old cereal unless it's like candy. <laughs> I love the sugary. Sure. It, you know what? If it's got a cartoon character on the front, that's not an instant sign that it's good, but that's a good start. Sure. <laughs> you what know is, you're on the right track. What's your favorite cereal of all time? Um, I don't know if I can pick an absolute favorite, but among the top has got to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Fruit Loops. Good. And uh, Berry Colossal Crunch. <laughs> okay. I'm a Cocoa Rice Krispies. I was about to say Cocoa Rice Krispies are good, but also there used to be this one cereal. I don't know if it's even, if the name brand even had it. It was like Cocoa Pebbles. It was, no, that's what it was. It was Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah. If you okay. Can, you, can, you can find Cocoa Pebbles. I bet you those are good. I've, good. I've had Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will push a kid down for Cocoa Crisp. <laughs> Sometimes when I get it, which I don't buy it that often, but uh, when I get it and I see it's getting low, I'll just go ahead and eat the rest of it before the kids can. Because I'm like, <laughs> y'all aren't getting this from me. You ever uh, had Reese's Puffs? That's good. Oh, yeah. That's good cereal. Oh, yeah. You need to let it get a little soft in the milk first because it'll rip your mouth up <laughs> yeah. when it's real hard and crunchy. <laughs> Changing the subject, Hudson uh, has got him a girlfriend. Bree is her name. Now, is this a, a different one from the last one he had? Uh, probably. Okay. I don't remember the last one I talked about. <laughs> he has so many. <laughs> yeah, he would run through them. He's been with her for a little while, though. Okay. He's just now came public with it. Oh, okay. And uh, he took her to the football game Friday night, so we had to go pick her up at her house and uh, take her. She's a nice girl, you know, very polite, talked to us, wasn't, like, intimidated or mm-hmm. anything like that. So we had a great conversation on the way to the game. And uh, as the game was over with, of course, Libby went, and she's rolling around with her friends and she's going to go home and spend the night with her friend. So we're trying to find Libby after the game to go, you know, make sure you call us when you need to come. Don't overstay your welcome. All the normal parent stuff. Don't get a belly button ring or a tattoo. <laughs> all, all the normal things you would say to a young lady before she's going to stay at a guest house. And Hudson's like, hey, can we have the keys? We'll just go to, go ahead and go to the car. And I was like, okay, sure. And as soon as they walked off, I was like, they're going to be kissing. You know, like I <laughs> told Dieter, like, well, she's like, of course they are. So we finally tracked Libby down, who's on the other side of the stadium, by the way. We end up being about the last people out of the stadium that wasn't in a coaching staff or a right. player. Walking to the car, Dieter texts Hudson twice. We're headed to the car. We're, <laughs> we're on the way. Be there in about fly. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Cold busting, making out with her. I mean, he was just locked lips, just right in the middle of the throes of passion. Did he have his phone on silent? I guess he did. <laughs> uh, he was 
I tell you what, if it was silent or not, the phone was not a concern of his. <laughs> I was a little bit proud, to be honest. You know, I was like, well, I had to close the deal. And, <laughs> and she uh, she wasn't as talkative on the way home <laughs> as she was <laughs> all the way to the game. You were like, breath mint? <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she apparently, her and her mom uh, drive all the way to Fett to go to some church. Called like okay. Vision Church. Huh. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> is it one of those trendy churches? I don't a, know. With a fog machine and a praise band. Fit does yeah, that's what it sounds like it is. Yeah. Which of course I'm I hate all of that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare people worship Jesus in a different way than I deem deem proper. Uh yeah, uh, but Fed doesn't seem like a trendy church place. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see uh, we got a contemporary service where we don't sing hymns, right? And then we got a traditional service, but like this service does Amazing Grace. This service does Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. Sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> the remix, because <laughs> you know what is a good thing to do is let's add to one of the greatest pieces of (laughs) religious music ever written known worldwide. Let's just see if we can make it better. Surely that can't go wrong, but there's actually a modern day hymn. I think it was written 10 years back called in Christ alone. Oh yeah. I love it's a good hymn. I love that song. Yeah, I don't hate that. The church, our church, they tried to redo it in a different way. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's only 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, guys, thought y'all were, doing? I thought hymns were safe for a good 200 years before <laughs> right. you started messing them up. Or you start tweaking them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a, uh, I'm, I would like, I hadn't met the mom yet. I don't know what it's, dad apparently is not in the picture. That happens, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'd like <laughs> to say those make for fun high school girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Hudson zeroed in on one. Uh, but I, I'd like to see what they, you know, hey, what are y'all's, what's y'all's church about? Uh, uh-huh. Why are y'all driving all the way to Fayette when we have the pretty much the mega church here <laughs> that y'all can go to with all the fog machines and everything? So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they get some show enough spiritual wisdom from that one. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, maybe that's where, and you can't blame anybody for being connected wherever they get connected. Yeah, that's at. true. I mean, a lot of, I mean, people will drive to go to church with their friends. Yeah. So well, you can't fault them for that. Well, in Hudson's point, because I was giving him a hard time, I was like, I bet you they got electric guitars. And, you know, <laughs> Dad, electric guitars are awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yes, they are, but not in the Lord's house. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the Lord invented electric guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Jesus with his long hair, sure. <laughs> like head banging. <laughs> Let's play free bird, guys. <laughs> I'm the one who set that bird free. <laughs> uh, but he made the point. He was like, well, you know, uh, Shane and Mandy drove from Fett to church down here. Oh, that's forever. right. They did. And I was yeah. like, I, I can't argue with that, buddy. <laughs> good point. Was like, Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, because I told him that's how this conversation started. Because I was like, well, you should invite her to church. You know, y'all, this is more time to hang out. You mm-hmm. know, that was always an easy, you know, let me get my girlfriend to come to church with me, youth group or whatever. I could sneak away and do a little kissing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that's when he was like, well, she goes to church in Fayette. 
And I was like, where, which Baptist church does she go to? Because <laughs> I was meant to be like, I'm impressed with this young lady. She's Baptist. She has a personality. She's cute. I was like, this may be the one, Hudson. <laughs> but no, she's not Baptist. So, huh. yeah. I mean, well, then I gave him my speech about not being unequally yoked. <laughs> He's like, we don't marry non-denominationals in this house, son. Especially non-denominationals that are just Baptists with extra steps. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, what you got in the news this week? Um, I have, I have a uh, story about. Well, really, I got two air travel-related stories. Okay, and one Louisiana story. Okay, yeah. I have a story about Nicole's favorite music artist, Oliver Anthony. Sure. (laughs) I have a story about pirates on the high seas. Okay. But I want to start with this one. This one comes from the BBC. China's Great Wall damaged by workers looking for a shortcut. Beautiful. Now, didn't they build this wall to keep out demons? Yeah, something like that. Foreign invaders? Yeah, foreign invaders for sure. Because they didn't think the foreign invaders would have a backhoe. (laughs) (laughs) How could they have foreseen that? Look, I'm anti-China anyways. I'm I'm a free Taiwan. I'm I'm anti-China. As part, a part of China's Great Wall has been severely damaged by construction workers in central Shangji province, who used an excavator to dig through it. Okay. Police say two people are suspected of trying to create a shortcut for their construction wall, which, man, if you're standing on one side of the Great Wall and you need to get to the other. So look, guys, (laughs) what's going to (laughs) happen? There's so much of it. What does it matter if we take out a little bit? Man, the two have been detained and the case is under further investigation. The 38-year-old man and the 55-year-old woman were working near the affected area, the 32nd Great Wall. They- That's what happens when you're running them cougars. <laughs> they talk you into doing a lot of bad stuff. I've seen a lot of man get taken down by one. They dug a big gap by widening an existing cavity of the Great Wall so that their excavator could pass through it. <laughs> Police say that they wanted to reduce the distance that they had to travel. Sure. Police also stressed that the two caused irreversible damage to the integrity of the Ming Great Wall and to the safety of the cultural relics. Mm. Located in UU County, the 32nd (laughs) Great Wall is a section of the Ming Great Wall and is categorized as a historical and cultural site, which is protected at the providential level. Officers were alerted to the damage on the... 24th of August, after receiving reports that there was a huge gap in the wall. <laughs> the Great Wall, a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1987, was built and rebuilt on a continual basis from around 220 BC until the Ming Dynasty in the 1600s, when it was the world's largest military structure. Uh, that's impressive. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I didn't know it was still in use in the 1600s. They were that's, rocking that's and rolling over there. China traditionally always got beat up. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't keep out the Mongols. No, no. <laughs> the best preserved parts were built during the Ming Dynasty between the 14th and 17th centuries. It is one of these that now has a huge new hole blasted through it. <laughs> While the better known parts of the Great Wall consist of beautifully built structures dotted with the ancient watchtowers, other parts of the structure are crumbling or have disappeared altogether. A 2016 report from the newspaper Beijing Times suggests that more than 30% of the Ming Great Wall has disappeared entirely, with only 8% of it considered well-preserved. To understand why somebody 
such as the accused might have such a blase attitude towards wrecking a section of the world famous historical structure, it is important to consider what it is. The Great Wall is a series of embattlements stretching across vast sections of northern China, and it is widely in widely varying states of disrepair. We, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I mean, you Google Great Wall, you're going to those sections of the Great Wall that are super awesome looking. Those have been preserved and repaired, and right? Up, you know, kept up. But there are huge stretches of the sure. wall that are ruins. Yeah. I mean, they were built in the 1600s at, at the best. Yeah, at the best, yeah. <laughs> yes. they're, they're at least 400 years old. And like they said up here, I mean, uh, 30% of it is gone entirely. Yeah. There's just nothing left. So apparently these construction workers, they there was a gap. Yeah. And they were like, you know, if that, if that gap was just a little just a, bit man, wider. We almost fit. <laughs> we could get our excavator yeah. through there. They tried it. You know they tried before they tore anything <laughs> down. Yes. They didn't want to damage stuff. But the real fault of all this lies at the feet of President Biden and his outrageous fuel <laughs> prices that he's got us in right now. They would have driven around if fuel would have been a little lower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got a picture here. Turn it around for you. Okay. Yeah, they did a number. They actually built a road road. <laughs> yeah, but it really, it. I mean... I don't see the big deal, <laughs> honestly. I mean, there's so much of it. Do we have to save every bit of it? I mean, there was already a gap there. Yeah, right. So they just you, widened you really, it out. You expect these construction workers to wait around another ten years while that wall well now, deteriorates before they can get their excavator through there? Now that they were kind enough to build a road through it, tourists can come and drive to that spot, <laughs> get out, hang out. Yeah. They really did the Chinese government a favor. How about this? Think of all the carbon emissions that we're putting into the air. <laughs> sure. Just driving along the Great Wall of China because we don't have a spot. Yeah, to we got to go loop it. around. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're this saving is, the environment. <laughs> this is good for the climate. <laughs> that now they can drive that excavator through there. We should be lawyers. <laughs> How are we not lawyers? Can we not just because it costs a lot of money? Right, well, and you have to take a test. I think you got to learn. There's a, always a lot of books in law offices. I'm like, I don't want to read all that. Yeah, you know, we talked on this show about Chat GPT passing the bar. That's right. Could we be lawyers and just, just everything? Let, we just say everything that we just type everything into Chat GPT. Not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad. Maybe we. I don't know. We'd have to keep well, our prices low. Yeah, you got to be in the bar to practice law. So. I don't. I was just going to say we could just do it on. Was it matter if I can represent myself if I get Billy Joe off the street <laughs> with his laptop to come in and yeah. and defend me too? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I will say as a Southern Baptist, I don't know about being in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if nobody knows <laughs> or nobody tells. Or Everybody nobody will tells. know. What's important is nobody tells. Usually the other Baptists are pretty cool in there. When you see one, you know, <laughs> y'all make that connect. Like, ah, you got me. We're good, right? <laughs> you don't tell on me, and I won't sure. tell on you. That's what we call accountability. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Let's see. I, all right. Let's. Let's start off with this story from the Jerusalem Post. Okay. I'm I'm a friend of Israel. I peruse their website often. Man abandons wife at airport boarding the flight without her. 
It hmm. could happen. An anonymous man, aged 47, from the Pacific Northwest posted about a complicated incident involving his 43-year-old wife and 21-year-old daughter. They were traveling to visit the man's family in the U.S. when the incident occurred. As the family headed towards their connecting flight, the wife insisted on stopping at Starbucks to buy a cup of coffee, even though there were only, there were only 15 minutes left until boarding. Um, the airport was crowded with long lines, but her determination remained unwavering as she stood in line for her coffee. That that has got to be infuriating. <laughs> oh, if you're the man, <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask you this, who you side with here <laughs> when we get to the end. I don't want to tip my cards just yet. Yeah. So continue. The man explained that even though there was a small that even that there was even a small stand near the boarding gate selling pastries and coffee which he offered to buy for his wife but she insisted on going to Starbucks <sighs> he added that even though he told her there was just wasn't a t- enough time she claimed that there was and she would walk fast and be back in time to board the flight however 15 minutes passed and as she and she wasn't answering her phone after three missed calls she finally answered and explained that there was a long line and she had to wait realizing uh, everyone had boarded the plane the man urged her to hurry then the flight attendant informed him that the boarding gate was closing and he pleaded for a few more mo- moments but was denied <laughs> so reluctantly, he boarded the plane. When his wife called him saying that she was back at the gate and asking where he was, it was too late. <laughs> Following the incident, his wife remained silent for several days while the man is confident in his handling of the situation. Many disagreed, arguing that leaving a family member behind in a foreign country is unfair and unjustifiable. What would you do, Tiny? <laughs> I would say, uh, I wish we'd all been ready. Yeah. But you've been left behind. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like Kurt Cameron. <laughs> yeah. uh, Star Crooks coffee. I call them Star Crooks. <laughs> We're boycotting them. <laughs> but, you know, Look, they don't celebrate the real Christmas. It's fine. Yeah. But it's not worth missing your flight over. No. Starbucks is the Chick-fil-A of coffee. They just have a reputation People have bought all in on it, and Starbucks can do no wrong. The people who are into Starbucks. Unless you're Protestant in the Southeast. Right, yes, if you live in the Southeast. (laughs) We know better. Because the Lord cares (laughs) about that. I don't think I would have left Deidre and Libby, although I could 100% see them doing it. And um, But... Boy, I would have been real, real mad when we missed our flight. <laughs> they would be wishing that you yeah, had they would have hoped I got on that boat. <laughs> yeah, I would have probably said a lot of things that I would have later regretted and been very mad at them. So he was traveling to visit someone in the United States. Yeah, his family in the United States. But they were in another country. What country? Well, were they that, in? apparently, I, I assume they're from Israel since this is the Jerusalem. I got post. you. I got yeah. you. And so he was probably like, you guys are cool. You're in the airport. This You've is already made beef. it through security and everything. So they've got the Iron Dome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Jews in the U.S. <laughs> this is basically our second home. Yeah. The second promised land. <laughs> yeah. I, there are. I mean, look, thinking about leaving Terra in a, a foreign country. Yeah. That, that's definitely a bad thing. But I mean, I tell you what, I'm probably like. 
if it was something like this and I was doing everything I could, hey, we're going to miss the flight. Right. She just wouldn't listen. I, I might, need to see my uncle or my granddaddy or whatever. <laughs> I might leave her in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. You know, <laughs> I'd probably be more, I would feel safer leaving her in a foreign country than Atlanta. <laughs> well, it's the airport. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. You're already through security. Mm-hmm. So all you're going to have to do is sit in an uncomfortable chair until you can get your ticket transferred to a later flight. Yeah. So what's that what's the worst that could happen? Nothing. I tell you what though, I bet I bet she thought about that. Oh yeah. The entire flight. Oh yeah. It just got madder yeah. and madder. Yeah. And madder. And by the time she did get there, I bet he was wishing that her flight would get pushed back even more. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably mad the whole way on his flight. And then he got off, probably got a drink at the airport or something. He's, He's hugging already, family. Yeah, hugging his family. He's already chilled out a little bit, and then she gets off the plane, and he's like, now I got to deal with this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I should have just waited. You think he went to his, his family and was like, look, <laughs> I left her, which means she is going to be mad. Probably ruined the whole trip. Sure. Just, you know, yeah. that's what she's going to be mad about when she does get here. But the, all, if I was that dude, the alternative is me waiting on y'all who I told not to do this mm-hmm. and then me ruining the rest of the trip. Either way, the trip's ruined. <laughs> yes. Because I would, I would be livid. I hate being late anyways. That's my only pet peeve I really have in the whole world is being late. Mm-hmm. And it happens to everybody. It happens to me from time to time. But for the most part, we can all prevent it. We all understand how time works. We all understand how traffic works. I don't get the people that are like, Hey, I got stuck in traffic. But I just came through the same traffic you did, and I made it. And also, it was a cup of Star Crooks coffee. Yeah. It wasn't. Just get a cup of coffee at the little kiosk, like he said. Yes. Once it's again, not worth missing your flight over. Yeah. Once again, men are always right. We never do anything <laughs> It's not wrong. like you saw Chris Pratt <laughs> in the Starbucks, and yeah. he wanted to sit sure. down with you and drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, right. Yeah. You should miss your flight for that. Maybe. But just the cup of coffee? Yeah. No, maybe I. I don't know. Maybe not Chris Pratt. Maybe Brad Pitt. You don't I would allow that. You don't like Chris Pratt. No, I like Chris Pratt just fine. He's funny. Isn't he the uh, dude from uh, the other Office show? Oh, that, that's that's exactly yeah, it. That's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. The other Office. Show. That's exactly what that show was. <laughs> I watched like three or four episodes. I was like, yeah. this is just the Office. I don't need to watch this. So I think he also trained dinosaurs. That's right. I've saw that movie. <laughs> wow. Out of all the movies I've seen, yeah. I've seen the Jurassic World or whatever. Anyways, ladies, if your man tells you to put a little pep in your step, you better put some pep in your step <laughs> or you're going to get left at the airport. We're It's it's the season of men now. We went through Me, me Too. <laughs> we went through Me Too. This guy's leading a movement is what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put a little pep in your step. That's all I'm saying. Every Sunday when you're telling your family you're going to leave them. Yeah. If they're not ready. Sure. This guy was like, you know what? <laughs> Have I talked about getting left at Boy Scout camp? Before? Yeah, you okay. did. <laughs> yeah. i tell you who, who this agrees with this guy. That's Mr. Greg West. 
from Fed Alabama. He a hundred percent agrees with this guy. I was never late again. That's probably where <laughs> that's why you hate it so much. That's probably where my pet peeve began. Is I was like, I understand the consequences of my actions. I hold myself to a higher standard because of what happened. Hopefully, his wife will make the same change. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's your turn. Oh, I thought I just did China's Great Wall. I just did the whole story. <laughs> Duh. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Tiny ate mushrooms before we got on the air. <laughs> say, uh, we don't have a lot of hiccups on this show, but that was one, and that was all my fault. No, we have a ton of hiccups on this show. <laughs> oh, that that's what that's our charm right there. <laughs> that's true. Okay. We're real. We're not polished like Joe Rogan. <laughs> my next story, and this is story number two. <laughs> <laughs> For those keeping count. Yes. Uh, okay, we've, we've heard Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And also Ron DeSantis talking about how terrible crime is, especially in California. Oh, yeah, in California. Because it's all, uh, what's his name? Hairdo's fault. What's his name? <laughs> Newsom. Newsom. Yeah, it's yes. all him. Well, now we have pirates in San Francisco Bay. Okay. <laughs> It's a headline you don't expect to see in North America, but pirates are now operating in San Francisco Bay. Major news outlets, including the San Francisco Chronicle, CBS News, and ABC, have all reported the sudden appearance of thieves and marauders targeting marinas and boaters under the cover of darkness. Heck yeah. <laughs> According to ABC, thieves are arriving at night aboard small watercraft and using bolt cutters and other break-in tools to gain access to unoccupied boats. How cool would it be? A pirate on a jet ski? Yeah. They said small watercraft. I'm That's got to be what it is. I'm thinking they ride up in jet skis sure. with helmets on. Maybe they're on bass boats. <laughs> <laughs> Several sailboats have been stolen, as well as small watercraft dinghies, tools, and outboard motors. Boat owners are blaming nearby homeless encampments, while police have so far declined to issue a public statement. Boaters are also pointing the finger at, quote, anchor outs. These are people who keep boats, which are often stolen and live uh, rent-free by continually moving their anchor location yeah. to avoid police. Brilliant. It's <laughs> a pirate's life for me. That's, that sounds great. <laughs> I've never thought we could do that on Lake Tuscaloosa with a bass boat, probably. <laughs> do you think we could get away with it for for how, a while? For a while, <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, all the good old boys will get together. But like, yeah. we're going to put an end to this. We should move it to uh, the Black Warrior River. Yeah, we'll just that go all the way down can, the coast. We can travel from here and yeah. to New Orleans and back. Yeah, we go all the way to the, to the coast and come yeah. back up. Yeah, we just live on the river. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, sure. Catch Why am our I food? not doing it? Okay, I love my wife to death. I know. And I hope she never leaves me. Sure. But this is plan B. That's the thing. <laughs> if she ever leaves. You know, I I do a lot of misogynist joking, right? <laughs> it is all jokes, by the way. Yes. I love women more than anything. But women are so powerful that we will marry them and stay with them for life. Good men will. Mm -hmm. There's sorry men out there. And it prevents us from going on adventures like this, Tiny. <laughs> right. You know, 
That's all my soul wants to do is go steal a boat and let's live a pirate's life on the Black Warrior River. <laughs> and then they get so mad because we make, what, 5%, a measly 5% more than they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's payback for us putting our dreams on hold. Like I told you, my permanent homeless plan, if Deidre leaves me. Yeah. That's all adventure. We put all that on hold for them. I've read Wild at Heart. Man, I'm reading this article, and I'm just like, this sounds great. <laughs> Maybe we should just go to San Francisco and be pirates. <laughs> we should do it. We'll just coordinate our watches, and one day, like at 3.30, we'll both be like, hey, guys, we're going to get some milk. We'll be back. <laughs> and never see us again. We can still do the podcast. <laughs> In our sub- we could. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I say. This podcast don't pay a ton. But if we're living rent free yeah. on a stolen water vessel, sure. right? We're fishing for our food. Yeah. I'm confident enough we can catch enough fish to eat off of. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> we're great. According to both boaters and coastal residents, crime has skyrocketed over the last six months. In March, Oakland City Council passed a new ordinance to give police greater powers to seize boats illegally anchored in city harbors an initiative meant to give law enforcement the tools to target stolen boats. Oakland Marina resident Emmanuel Laviola told CBS, it's every week, every week somebody's missing something from their boats or either their dinghies or their outboard motors or stuff from their cars. Another resident, John Fordsham, whose apartment overlooks Jack London Square Marina, told CBS a couple weeks ago, I saw for the first time a high-speed chase on the water which police boats pull with police boats pulling over another boat that was speeding away from them. <laughs> Much of the problem appears to be centered around the Oakland estuary in San Francisco Bay, an 800 foot wide channel that separates Oakland and Alameda, California. Uh, it goes on to have some more quotes, uh, but it's uh, people just complaining about they took my stuff. They took my stuff. Exactly. Uh, I would complain too. <laughs> Let's, let's hear what Alameda's Marina Village Yacht Harbor Managing Investor, Steve McFessel, told the San Francisco Chronicle, quote, It's almost the Wild West. It's almost as if you were on a ship and there are pirates out there and there's no government and no one to protect you, end quote. There you go. So This is why we have a Second Amendment, guys. <laughs> well, I don't know how to bring it to you. Do they have that in California? I don't know. San Francisco? <laughs> probably shut it down. I was going to say, we could, we could bring our Alabama firearms yeah. and rule California. <laughs> we could take over. <laughs> we could get control of that whole bay. I bet you we could. Us and like 15 dudes, we could probably do it. Yeah. yeah. We just set up a couple of choke points. We're heavily armed. And the pirate boat comes through, we take them out. We take 10% of the cut on everything they might have had. And also a finder's fee to return stuff back to people. And I think that technically makes us... uh, We're the good guys in that scenario. We're admirals. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We have other people sailing under our command. That's right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. Let's go to Louisiana. Louisiana professor asked students to paint their faces... I know everybody, you heard Louisiana, you think this is a blackface. Nope. <laughs> to fulfill his clown fetish. Were, were those his words? 
Um, he wanted yeah, his class. Quote, it has quotes around it. Wow. Now, I know you're a big clown fetish guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know me. So, a Louisiana <laughs> Started prof- with little ICP <laughs> sure. back in the early 2000s. It was all innocent. <laughs> Next thing you know, you moved on to, uh, to uh, it. And now Next Tara thing you has know, to you're wear. selling everything you have so you can make it to the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now Tara has to wear a red nose anytime <laughs> to get your engine going. A Louisiana professor has a acu- was has been accused of using his students to fulfill a self described clown fetish by painting their faces and asking them to paint their own. Joseph Takash would regularly post about his fetish on social media platforms such as Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube while working as an assistant geography professor at Nichols State University. In March, Mr. Takash resigned from his position just before student journalists exposed his behavior in their student-run newspaper, The Nichols Worth. Hmm. Tattletales. I mean, let the guy have some fun. Number one. I I mean, go ahead and finish. I got some sure. thoughts, but finish the article. Sally Ann Torres, the managing editor of the paper, reported that six students had come forward to claim Mr. Takash would offer to pay them bonus points in class if they allowed him to paint his faces. Straight up. I mean, I was like, are, are you just painting my face? <laughs> Is well, this that's gonna, how it starts. Yeah, is this going to take me from a, a, a C to a B or a C to an A? Or what do I have to do for go from C to an A? <laughs> like, oh, you're going to have to paint a lot more than that <laughs> if you're on an A. Uh, a post on Reddit on the Reddit forum also surfaced where Mr. Takash, under the username Geography, shared photos of several women wearing white face paint. In a... What are you guys doing out there on Reddit? <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff on there. In another Reddit post, seen by USA Today, Mr. Takash wrote, I have a face paint fetish and convinced the cute girls in my classes to let me paint their faces. Before Mr. Takash resigned from the university, a few students had already reported his behavior to campus police. Um, Bradley Price, a student who took Mr. Takash's East Asia class online, alleged that the professor had sent an assignment where all students had to paint their faces and take photos of themselves. You had to send in multiple pictures of how you did it from multiple angles and also (laughs) write down the process of it. The relevancy he gave it was that it was a Japanese style of makeup it was for students to get a better understanding of their culture. Um, Mr. Price said he completed the assignment by getting a female friend to help him and submitted it to Mr. Takash. The professor came back and told Mr. Price he would get a bonus point if points if he could convince his friend to also paint her face. Oh, gosh. After learning about his clown fetish, Mr. Price said he was disgusted. I feel frankly disgusted and disappointed that Nichols couldn't do proper background check on this professor because this is unacceptable. How could this have gotten past any reasonable check? Mr. Kosh uh, did have a police report on file before arriving at Nichols State after pleading no contest to a theft charge at Kent State University. So he's a Yankee transplanted <laughs> down here. We got enough weirdos. We don't need face painting weirdos. Um, back in 2017, 
for uh, entering a colleague's office and taking a USB drive. The police report also detailed another incident of face paint fetishism. Uh, a Kent State student who was 18 at the time had reported seeing a post by Mr. Takash on a Facebook group meant for new students to meet each other. In it, he had allegedly made a cash offer to anyone who would agree to let him paint their faces. Um, it goes on to talk. I mean, it's all the same. He's just finding people and letting them paint his face or him paint their faces. I hate this yeah. so much. Sure. And it's not just that I think it's unethical and, and wrong that what he should what he's doing. Yeah. I I also really hate all the videos that we're now going to get from Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and Candace Owens and all the rest that are telling your mom and dad that this is going on in schools all across America. These are what the liberals are doing at college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bunch of liberal perverts. Um, I tend to be about three to five days ahead of my in-laws, but yeah. this is going to be a topic next week <laughs> about what this, what this clown guy did. Um, here's me. All right. He didn't sexually assault anybody. <laughs> he didn't do. All he did was ask them to paint their face or to let him paint their face. He's broken. No laws. The fact that he, you know, cranked it down afterwards <laughs> should have no bearing on the actions that he took. <laughs> I I think this guy is innocent. They framed him yeah. just because he's weird. So <laughs> what if this was like your kid's teacher, though? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's a little different when it's a child. It's different when it's my kids. No, when they're a minor. <laughs> oh, was this a college professor? Yeah, he's at Nickel okay. State in Louisiana. He's a college you. professor. These are all adults. <laughs> this guy is innocent. They framed him. <laughs> Free my boy, Mr. Takash. Now, also... You don't want to go to his booth at the fall festival to get your face painted. <laughs> That's bad. You don't want that. Also, you don't want to take a chance on getting one of his pies at the cakewalk. <laughs> and it could be any pie there. Sure. You don't you know which know. one he brought. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, the internet is a bad thing. It's <laughs> it's going to be the downfall of society. It is the Antichrist, I believe. Uh, weirdos like this never would have gotten together. They would have just kept it to themselves and jerked it off to clown pictures and go to the circus <laughs> and get horny or whatever. And it would have been their secret shame that nobody knew and about. And no one ever knew. Yeah, and now we got the internet, and they're all on Reddit <laughs> posting about it, and he got busted. That's what he gets for being a weirdo. But yeah, go to work I'm as a face painter. I'm just mad because he's provoking the boomers. <laughs> sure. No, they will have a field day with this. Yes. Once it filters through the networks and it finally gets there through all the proper channels yes. of outrage. Yeah, it'll be, be fun. It's I can't wait. It's going to be annoying. Yeah, it will be annoying. Yeah. But that's what it is. Uh, I did see where on Twitter, Mark Cuban, who's insufferable, by the way. I don't <laughs> like Mark Cuban at all. Hate the Dallas Mavericks because I'm a Spurs fan. That's part of it. Also, he's just a big 
I don't want to say the word of what he is, but he's just one of those. Uh, <laughs> but he called out Matt Walsh and was like, all you do is get mad on Twitter all day <laughs> or something like that. I saw. I mean, he just that, that's that's how he makes his living. <laughs> that's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it all made sense when you put it in, when you put it in terms. Uh, I guess there's a couple podcasts ago, you know, like. If they open up the checkbook and you're like, we want you to be mad and make other people mad every day, we're going to pay you handsomely for that. I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> I'll argue with people. I'll set up a desk in the street and ask people to argue with me. Yeah. Go speak at college campuses and yell at some like gender identity person. And then have other people like uh, protesting outside. Oh, yeah. You're even there. Yes, right. Yeah. And I'll I'll cash those checks all day long. <laughs> all right, John. Uh, this next story involves viral country star Oliver Anthony. Okay, I know uh, this is yours and Nicole's favorite that's, music artist. That's right. <laughs> Still haven't heard the song. <laughs> you're just listening. You're just not listening to it now out of stubbornness. Yeah, right? it's just all a spite. Yeah, it's just all a spite. Yes, exactly. Viral country star Oliver Anthony among those. Trapped at Birding Man amid flooding chaos. Okay. Now, I'm going to assume he went to Burning Man to pass out Bible tracks. Probably, right? <laughs> he, uh, it's got, he, he, he explains why he was there. Okay. Oliver Anthony, the country artist behind the viral hit, Rich Men North of Richmond, is apparently among those stranded at Burning Man Festival in Nevada. Now, I'm, I'm assuming this is this is a, kind of an older story. I'm assuming he, he made out, it back hard. Right? I don't know. People may still be trapped. Maybe. The annual arts festival has been plunged into chaos after rare, severe rains flooded the Black Rock Desert, leaving behind thick mud, which has grounded vehicles. More than 70,000 burners, as the festival's attendees are referred to, were, hunkered, were urged to hunker down and conserve supplies. Anthony, 31, was scheduled to be interviewed by the socialist political journal Midwestern Marks on Sunday. However, in a live stream, his presenter said that the singer was, quote, trapped at Burning Man. <laughs> I, have you, what's the uh, what's the Midwestern Marxist podcast like, John? I've never listened to it. I assume you're a regular <laughs> well, consumer. Being a Marxist as I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet it is. Probably not as good as our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go leave the Midwestern Marxists a five-star review and say that Earth Oddity is better than them. Yeah. yeah. And Oliver Anthony should do our show. Yeah, Oliver <laughs> Anthony should go on our show. A true Southerners. Convince me to listen to your song, Oliver. Uh, quote, our man, Oliver Anthony, has been trapped in the flooding at Burning Man. This is what he told us over email. One of the show's three hosts explained. Oliver's representative told us that he'll be out there for at least another day. So honestly, right now, we're mostly just concerned with his safety and hopefully he can make it out of the situation safe. And then we can reschedule the interview for a different time. The Independent has contacted Anthony's representatives for comment. Previously an obscure figure on the country music scene, Anthony shot to fame in recent weeks after his new single was described as a, quote, right-wing anthem. Sure. Quote. <laughs> the song which sees Anthony rail against politi politicians, uh, welfare cheats, and taxes has spent two consecutive weeks atop the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. 
It has been praised by prominent Republican figures such as Carrie Lake and Marjorie Taylor Greene. In a recent interview on the Joe Rogan experience, Anthony said that it was really funny to watch people speculate about his political views. He added, It was funny seeing my song at the Republican presidential debate because I wrote that song about those people, you know. <laughs> so for them to have to for them to have to sit there and listen to that, that cracks me up. It was funny seeing the response to it. Over the weekend, Chris Rock and Diplo, I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're among those to escape Burning Man after trekking five miles through the mud. The DJ, 44, shared a video of the two riding in the back of a fan's pickup truck who had picked them up in a drier part of the desert. The annual event, which closes each year with the torching of a 40-foot effigy, has become a pilgrimage of sorts for those who want to leave the trappings of modern life behind and participate in an experiment in temporary community. Uh, the scenes at Burning Man this year have been compared to those of the Fire Festival, the 2017 <laughs> festival that notoriously left attendees stranded in the Bahamas. Yeah. Wasn't there like a huge rainstorm or tropical storm then too? Maybe. I don't know. I remember something like that. And it it, it doesn't say in here, I, I don't know where this quote came from, but I saw in a different story that he said he was that he was down there to film okay and quote not participate in the bull okay crap <laughs> okay <laughs> well good for him um <laughs> i mean every i the i didn't kept up with this story i've seen a little bit of it and to me i was just like y'all just going to be stuck for a couple of days <laughs> like y'all it's, like it's the end of the world here <laughs> y'all be fine every it's going to get hot don't worry yeah, we can air if it's, it becomes a real crisis. Maybe they'll wake our president up, give him some ice cream, and he'll authorize like an airdrop <laughs> of supplies. Well, I mean, uh, he's been criticized for not doing anything for Hawaii, right? Well, he I, gave him seven hundred dollars. I was like, I don't know, I don't know the facts of that particular case, but if he's, I don't know how how far he's going to go to help the people <laughs> at Burning of, Man. I don't either. Um, the Burning Man. I've been to festivals before. I went to the original Bonnaroo, first one. All you know, I'm not bragging or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the desire to go to the Burning Man because oh, I'm really? like, you know, I was I've like, never had it's the in the desert. I've never had the desire to where I would pay you know, somewhere between six hundred dollars and a thousand dollars for a ticket to go. Yeah, is that how much it costs? Yes. Goodness gracious. But if I had the opportunity to just go walk around for a few days, I would I'd probably go. It looks neat. I, to me it just looks like well it's just in the middle of the desert. That turned me off. Yeah. I was like, y'all that's y'all are in the middle of the desert. That does not seem fun. People, it's a bunch of naked people too, though. Yeah, well, people get naked in <laughs> Manchester, Tennessee, or not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I can see naked people anytime I want to. <laughs> anytime I want to. The desert does not seem like a place I would want to hang out. No, but it does seem like a place I would want to be naked. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're going to need some sunscreen. You're going to need a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> You're going to have some parts that don't get a lot of sun on a regular basis and get pinked up real quick. <laughs> they would be able to see me from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would uh, that would be painful. 
You better bring some aloe vera and a <laughs> trusted friend. <laughs> Dude, have you ever got any of that ocean potion? You go oh, to yeah. the beach, you get that. Man, that stuff is excellent. Sure it is. Love that stuff. Um, of course, I don't have a lot of burning problems being a, a creamy smooth brother like myself. <laughs> a creamy smooth white on the darker tones of the white. So normally if I get burned, it's gone in a day or two. Um, okay. Let's talk about another tragedy. Okay. A Delta flight returns after passenger has diarrhea, quote, all the way through the plane. Oh, no. <laughs> it's made a sprint down the aisle. Golly. Shout out to Shane Spiller, who told me to do this story on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine people in the 50s getting on their plane and yeah. they're they're smoking a cigar and they're being served champagne. Sure. And Eating like a steak. A three course meal. <laughs> yes. And they're thinking, if flying is this great now, think how amazing flying is going to be in another yes. 70 years. I told you the problem is, is we've made flying accessible to poor people. <laughs> right. There are some things poor people should not enjoy. And that's how you get diarrhea plane. That's why you get diarrhea plane. <laughs> Rich people don't have diarrhea. Everybody knows that. That's they have special food that keeps them. They're not eating fudge rounds like we are. <laughs> so, so these days, if you want that premium flying experience, that uh, you have to get like a, you have to be rich enough to get a private plane. I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much how it yeah. is. Yeah. If you want to fly like they flew back in the fifties, then you have to have your own plane. Yes. Footage has emerged of the onboard medical emergency that forced a U.S. airliner back to Atlanta only two hours into its flight to Spain. Oh, no. <laughs> a messy trail of diarrhea left by a struggling passenger. Maintenance crews spent five hours cleaning the Delta Airlines Airbus 350. You just got to throw the whole plane away. <laughs> After it's uh, forced, enforced early landing, uh, including replacing an aisle carpet ruined in the incident, passengers reportedly, oh including the one suffering diarrhea, were allowed to reboard after an eight-hour delay, making it to Barcelona on Saturday afternoon with no further incident. Oh. The guy who had diarrhea, I don't think I'd let back on. <laughs> I'm like, dude... <laughs> You got to stay close to home base <laughs> until you get your issues worked out. We've all been there. <laughs> It'll creep back up on you real quick. So I mean, he couldn't He couldn't have meant to do that. No, yeah. So in a way, not. I feel bad for the guy. But <laughs> I would feel no sympathy whatsoever if I was flying to Spain and had to turn around and come back because he crapped all over the plane. <laughs> an audio recording of a conversation between the pilot and an air traffic con controller revealed the reason for the jet's sudden turnaround over central Virginia. It's just a biohazard issue, the pilot said. We had a passenger <laughs> who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Uh, Delta, <laughs> I was like, I am not. I'm not crossing the Atlantic Ocean. Sure. <laughs> no. Smelling this the whole way. No. There's no way y'all can fire me. <laughs> uh, Delta blamed an onboard medical issue for the turnaround. 
the incident came a week after Air Canada apologized to two passengers who were booted from a flight from Seattle to Montreal because they complained about being made to sit in seats covered in vomit. Golly. Yeah. All right. My everything in me says this was a guy, but <laughs> but being diarrhea all the way down the aisle lends itself more to a skirt, you know. <laughs> so it could have been a lady who had diarrhea. Ladies get diarrhea. Yeah, we all do. By the way, I'm, I'm going to give everybody a tip here. The best way to get out of anything is to say you have diarrhea. <laughs> If you get asked to help in children's church and you don't want to, just say, I got diarrhea. But then won't like won't God curse you with giving you real diarrhea? Maybe so. That's the that's the <laughs> risk you take. <laughs> Mud butt is a risky thing. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And speaking of diarrhea, uh next week I have my colonoscopy. So oh, it was supposed to be yesterday. <laughs> But now I do, and they had to reschedule it to next week. Apparently, the doctor decided he's going to have a little bit longer Labor Day weekend (laughs) and didn't want to be shoving anything up on my butt fresh (laughs) off of his lake day. (laughs) (laughs) He come across your file, and he's like, I'm going to need another week. (laughs) (laughs) They called me at lunch today. I've had about five calls about this. Uh They sent me some medicine that I got to take. They were like, hey. I'm going over some final stuff with you before your appointment next week. Number one, you need to go get some milk of magnesia at CVS or somewhere. Uh, actually, she said Dollar General. She's like, you can go to Dollar General, Walmart, <laughs> CVS. That's where you want your the pharmaceutical. High, that's your top shelf. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> she went through some other, you know, like, oh, okay, you got Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance, whatever. And uh, and she was like, also remember to refrain starting today from eating the four fo- foods listed on your doctor's paperwork. And I was like, sure thing. And in my head, <laughs> I'm not doing that. In my head, I was going, I threw that paperwork away as soon as I got home. <laughs> so I don't know what four foods are talking about. I probably eat them on a regular basis, though. So. <laughs> Good luck, Doc. This is what you went to medical school for. This is why you're richer than me. So, yeah, you get what you get when it comes to that. It sounds like a big deal. Our colonoscopy is like, I mean, if you, if you have to have four or five phone calls yeah, in a consultation. Yeah, I have a $100 copay. Wow. Got to pay them 100 bucks to <laughs> violate me, to aren't take you, my... Aren't you supposed to pay me? Right. <laughs> Yes. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it's a big deal or not. I'm convinced they're probably going to do it, and then I'll get a call, and they'll be like, you got six months to live, buddy. (laughs) Which really is best-case scenario, I think, if I'm going to go out, yeah, is for them to just, out of the blue, go, ah, you got a year left. Mm -hmm. And then I can just quit everything, you know. (laughs) Can you get another (laughs) Make-A-Wish? Maybe. That'd be awesome. We're going back to Hawaii. I'd like to visit Maui. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what the space laser did to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm seriously nervous they'll find something wrong with me, and it's going to alter the course of my life. Hmm. But I've been blessed so far, and maybe I'll – but sooner or later, I have to pay the piper for the life I've led. (laughs) I I tell myself that, too. I've 
I've been very fortunate to be able to do whatever I wanted to and to live my life however I wanted to and maintain my health somehow through the grace of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, that's all going to catch up to me. And I feel like when it, when there's a chink in the armor, it's just going to get bad. So Hmm. everybody pray for my butt. (laughs) What makes you think they'll find it in your butt? Why wouldn't I have it in my butt? (laughs) Because, I, like I said, I got sprayed with all those cancerous chemicals. Right. And that's probably all in my body. Mm-hmm. And this, I, I don't eat right. Well, I was just wondering. I mean, that's that's true every time you go to the doctor. Is it just because? Well, they're not looking in no my butt. No one's looking though. in your butt before. Yes. And you're like, if something that was going to kill me was going to hide. That's the best that's hiding the place. place. That's the best place to hide. I guard my rear at all times. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's getting in there without me noticing. <laughs> They're going to have to put me to sleep to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's the one place it can be hiding. And as soon as somebody sees it, <laughs> then it's going to just be like, yeah, it's taking over now. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah. And I was like. You know, I got a weird, I've had a weird shaped body my whole life, but I got this gut thing, which is somewhat fat, but it's not all, it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if I have tumors all in there? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how far they go up. Like, do they even look at that? I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, intestine there. Yeah, right. It's probably all filled up with all kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Eh. Well, oh, well. well, if see. I die, I die. This this would be a great podcast <laughs> for people to come back and remember me <laughs> to my wife and kids who will listen to this to hear their sweet father. I'm sorry for all the crap I've talked about y'all. <laughs> I didn't mean any of it. Y'all are all really awesome, much better people than I am. So yeah. Dieter's yeah. already said diagnosed me with head, neck and throat cancer too. Uh, they're not going to run that tube that far up. I was going to say, she didn't say colon cancer, did she? No, but that'll be what they discover. And then they'll find the head, neck, and throat, <laughs> and then probably lung cancer and every other kind of cancer. Maybe we can have like a pool on the Discord. So like, what cancer are they going to That's not find? a bad idea. <laughs> John. Everybody, everybody do like football squares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and cancer runs in my family. So like. My Papa Lawrence died of cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer twice. Both of my aunts have had breast cancer. It's just coming for me. Right. This is how they're going to find it. So, <laughs> Tara says I'm going to get diabetes. Oh yeah, I, I get that speech every <laughs> once in a while too. <laughs> I I made the mistake of drinking a sun drop. Oh yeah, but I mean, we drove to Gordo, so you deserve a sun drop. <laughs> you get a sun drop, sure. <laughs> You're a big boy. She was like, you got a treat got, for being a big boy. This guy had 70-something grams of sugar yeah. in it. And I was like, oh, no, not 70-something grams. Well, that's me. Like I say, I may get diabetes one day. That's the price that I'm willing to pay for being <laughs> able to eat anything I want to right now. Yeah. Now, I'm sure when I have diabetes and they're cutting my feet off and all that, <laughs> I'll be like, man, I was an idiot for eating fudge rounds all day long and making Oliver Anthony mad. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, it's, I'm willing to take that bet and see, you know. But I, we everybody has to pay <laughs> the piper one day. <laughs> That's what I say. If, uh, if, if I get my legs cut off, because Tara said I was going to get diabetes, I may be the next Oscar Pistorius. 
<laughs> I think I would go peg leg. If they just took one, I would get a peg leg. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like I said, everybody has to pay the piper. Whatever you're doing out there is going to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. You just got to know. I've known that for a long time, and I'm still skating clean, knock on wood. <laughs> I just have a feeling I'm getting close to the end here. I can't. It can't go on for forever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Let's see if I get another year. <laughs> I don't know how often they have to do that. Also, I meant to ask Dieter this question. I doubt you know, but I need to say it or I'll <laughs> think about it more. Can they check my prostate while I'm in there? I thought, it, that's what is that not what they're doing? I don't I think that's another they had to lay hands on it. <laughs> is, that, is that another I think that's another huh. invasive procedure. <laughs> okay. So can we just get whoever checks the prostate to come over? Just go ahead and give it you the loosen full. me up a little bit before the colonoscopy. <laughs> give you full service. Yeah, let's get it all done at once. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, a one-stop shop, 15-minute oil change. You should tell the doctor, uh, I thought you were going to at least buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, The lady said today they are putting me to sleep, which I knew they were, which I'm excited about. I love going under anesthesia. <laughs> it's so great. I hope I don't say anything embarrassing coming out of it. Right. You know? I can start admitting to a lot of stuff to my wife I shouldn't do. <laughs> I shouldn't admit to. Yeah. Like, hey, I ate all your special case cereal one time. <laughs> but I may. So if y'all don't see me again, that means I've exposed a lot of stuff that Nita doesn't <laughs> like, and I've been banished to walk the earth for the rest of my days. <laughs> now you're a pirate. Yeah, I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm going straight to San Francisco. We're taking over. <laughs> That's enough about that. Let's talk about our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out on our website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the Bayou Blended Spice right there. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. Made some burgers the other night, had it on there. It's great. I'm telling you, you're missing out if you're not getting Cajun Curl. I had a uh, baked potato with it on there oh, for supper. Nice. That's awesome. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wigglies in Taylorville and on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic, as patriotic as you do giving money to Ukraine while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice tastes the spice, but not the heat. 
Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we don't have any questions this week. Everybody's we asked all the questions they could ever ask. <laughs> We've, we have answered yes. all of the world's There's no questions. more mysteries. <laughs> But we do have some messages. Okay. We have uh, one, and then we have a a two-part message following that one. So first message comes from Nicole, probably calling in to talk about how much she loves Oliver Andrews. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's Nicole from California. I'm watching something. I'm not even sure what. But there was a commercial for Chick-fil-A, God's Chicken. Um, and I saw that they, sorry, that's my dog, Maisie. I saw that they have a tomato cheese chicken sandwich. And of course, that made me think of John because he talked about pimento cheese, which always sticks in my mind because um, I've never tried pimento cheese. I, it's really not a thing here, I don't think. Um, anyway... Just wondering if John had tried it, and is it delicious? And number two, um, is there anything that could sway him from thinking that McDonald's is better than Chick-fil-A? And if there is, is it the pimento cheese sandwich? Just asking. Have a good day. Bye, guys. There you go, McDonald's. They don't have a pimento cheese sandwich. They don't. You're right. (laughs) You add your own pimento cheese. <laughs> I do. <laughs> on the Big Mac when you get out. I put pimento cheese on the cheese on the burgers I make at the house if I have pimento cheese available. Gotcha. Yes, I tried on Saturday the honey pimento cheese, jalapeno pimento cheese, whatever it was. Um, it was okay. <laughs> they, I will say, Scouts Honor did not give us any sauce in our bag. None. Mm. None really? at all. Yeah. So not your pleasure. Yeah. I was saying Chick-fil-A makes mistakes too. All right. I don't know if they knew I'm a McDonald's fan and we're like, we're going to get this guy back, but mm-hmm. we're going to give him the McDonald's experience so yeah. he feels at home. I don't know what it was, but they didn't give me any Chick-fil-A sauce. Like I asked for the little goober who was trying to tell me how to pull up in the line like I didn't know how to work a drive through <laughs> So it's like, you little homeschool kid, I will choke you out the window of this truck. Give me my pimento cheese sandwich. <laughs> Did your mom tell you how to defend against a straight jab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kept going, pull up, pull up. And I was like, I am, buddy. I was like, I am pulling up. I'm just not driving 30 miles per hour because we're in a confined space. He's Hey, he's got to get those cars through there. Yeah, that's They're what he's trying business. to do. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it don't matter. It was back to the sandwich. It was okay. It wasn't anything like I will not make any trip back to Chick Fil A to get it. Mm-hmm. If Deidre calls me, is like, hey, I'm on the way home. I'm getting Chick Fil A. I'd say, hey, pick me you up wouldn't get that cheese again. One. You would just stick with your regular. No, I'd, I'd get it again oh, get if it, it was again. available. Okay. But it wasn't like it didn't blow me away. Okay, I didn't ascend into heaven. Yeah, <laughs> when I took a bite out of it or anything. Gotcha. Little messy too. I don't know if that's because I got it in the drive-through and drove home. That's mm-hmm. what maybe eight ten minute drive and it's in a bag and everything. But pimento cheese did drip a little bit. Got some on my t-shirt, but that's fine. <laughs> I, if you're a man like me, you get pimento cheese on your clothes every now and then. Yeah. So yeah, I think Mugshots has a burger with pimento cheese. I've never had do. it, but yeah. I think they do. I think they do. I've never had it either, but. uh 
there is a place in West Point, Mississippi that's very good that has a fermented cheeseburger. I think that mugshots ripped them off. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I've tried it. You're not gonna put fermented cheese on a menu somewhere, and not I'm not sampling <laughs> it. You just need to know that. But it did not make me. It did not. They did not elevate above McDonald's in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Hey guys, it's Jane, and yes, I am from Indiana. Um, I do have a funny story for you regarding the guy who got pulled over um, while driving a Power Wheels Jeep. Oh, right. That's we right. asked if that may have been Zarkimpo. <laughs> yeah, must be. <laughs> Let's find out. So, first of all, um, tiny. The town is actually pronounced Vincennes. It is in southwest Indiana, and it is the oldest city in Indiana. Um, I do not live there. However, my husband was raised there. And um, so we actually know a lot of people in that town. Um, and apparently it's kind of well known in the community that there is a dude that goes to the liquor store all the time and drives his little like pink barbie jeep um to go get his beer and uh liquor and then takes off and goes wherever to go consume it um not surprised that he was on pot and mess because that is an area that will um well, let's just say it's not odd <laughs> so um like i said my husband grew up in that area and the funny thing about it is um when i was in college i went to um indiana state university which is about an hour north sycamores and i remember visiting some friends in that town and i thought oh my gosh why would anybody want to live here this is such a horrible little town and i remember just thinking i hope i you know don't ever have to come to this place again and then lo and behold i meet my husband and he's <laughs> from there so yes lord works I in mysterious there again, <laughs> yes. and again and again and again um but honestly um I have met some really amazing people from that town and that area. So my um, opinion of Vincennes has changed. Um, but I thought I would uh, let y'all know since you called it out. Um, and yes, if you look really close in my Facebook friends, you will find people from Vincennes. Um, so anyway, oh, and a little bit of history, I guess. I, you, John, you would probably like to know this. There's, uh, there's a George Rogers Clark National Memorial or um, some kind of national park thing that is in Vincent. Oh, we got a part two. Okay. Hey guys, it's Jane again. I got cut off, so sorry for being long-winded. But anyway, um. I was talking about the George Roger Clark National Memorial in Vincennes, Indiana, and um, it's right on the river between um, Indiana and Illinois. So there's some there's a lot of history in that town. 
So um, I guess I'll wrap it up from there. I hope you guys have or had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And um, love you guys. You're doing a great job. You guys crack me up. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Jane. Uh, that's that's wild. So this guy, yeah, it, her cousin, you just, her cousin-in-law, you just said you have to pay the piper. Yeah, and him driving driving his Barbie Jeep to the it's liquor store. To it finally caught up. To that's him. right. <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah, I like to imagine him listening to the Barbie song <laughs> as he drives to the liquor store. Maybe so. Well, that's pretty neat. Uh, that was a good call from Jane. Jane's cool. I like her a lot. She puts up interesting Facebook content. So yes. If you can entertain me on Facebook, then I'm a fan. <laughs> if it's not, you know, railing about President Biden and <laughs> transgenders. And college professors with clown faces. Sure. Yeah, and all that stuff that I normally get from all my Alabama friends. It's like, none of this matters, y'all. <laughs> Yeah. Well, John. Oh, before you start that. Okay. I wanted to publicly thank you for getting mic stands. (laughs) (laughs) We now have microphone stands. Yeah, we have some uh, decent, decent quality microphone stands. Yes, that... (laughs) You, I, you're responsible for. Thank you. All the people watching the video can definitely see the new mic stands. They probably already noticed the difference, but yes. I just want to acknowledge you for those people listening. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We need to thank our patrons. We thank all of you so much for supporting what we do. We would like to thank those who do. We would like to thank those who donate at the ten or above tier by name. Those people are Mr. Chris Payne. Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Tyler Bond, and Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWheel. McWheel. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where we have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show, What's coming up in the extension today? We're talking sex therapy, Tiny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Paw Patrol snacks. Okay. And risky URLs. All right. So Let's go hand in hand. They do. Sure. At least in this case, they do. Yes. Uh, you got anything else? No. Uh, other than I'm serious, I'm worried. So we all pray for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just know... If I'm stricken with some horrible butt disease, I 100% deserve it. You know? <laughs> no, uh, this isn't. Uh, no atheist should be using Don Chai, John died of butt cancer <laughs> as his argument for God not existing. That's right. I 100% deserve it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. <laughs> Keep us updated on the Discord server. I'll try to. <laughs> yes. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can head on over to our website, that's planet, that's earthoddity.net, and we have a submission tab right there on the website. That's right. 
you can check, you can tweet at us on X. We are at underscore Earth Oddity on X. You can check out our show art. That's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Here we are, patrons. It's just us. So glad that you could join us once again. Yes. For all the spicy talk. Yes. We're not talking about politics this week. (laughs) We're not. No. I don't want to talk about politics.